Welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie, the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yep, when they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And in this episode, we travel far, far into the desert. Desert, 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 desert. For a desert, sound bath. Desert. Bath, 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 bath. At the bath, Integratron. Bath, Tron, 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 Tron. Oft frequented by the likes of Drew Barrymore and Robert Downey Jr. Drew Barrymore was on the list? Yeah, according to the internet. Oh, okay. Robert Plant as well. I don't know who that is. Rockstar. Yeah, well. Led Zeppelin. Good for him. He doesn't have a very rock star name, Robert Plant. You know what? He should change it to Robert Plaid. That says I'm a badass. Plaid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what the hell is the Integratron, Ross? I didn't know. I'd never heard of this thing mm-hmm. before. How did we find out about this? It was... Our friends and one of our biggest fans, I'd say, Heather mm-hmm. Farid. She told us she about it. She is a fan to a great extent. Oh, yes. She's not fat. Is that what you're saying? Right. She's actually quite slender. Yes. Anyway... <laughs> She told us about it. She's a big fan of the show. And she said that the the way she pitched it to us was there's this place in Joshua Tree, which is a desert near us, where there's a big round room and you lay in it. And then there's all these sounds. And that's it. And I was like, well, (laughs) (laughs) sounds great. But I'm not sure that that's an unlikely claim. And she's like, oh, no, trust me. There's weird stuff all around it. Which turns out to be a pretty good explanation. I don't no, know if she's we... she's totally right. <laughs> I don't know if we can do much better. Yeah, so we looked it up, and it's this big round room uh-huh. that you lay in, and they play lots of sounds, but the sounds are supposed to heal you. And there's all these claims behind why it's important, why it works to the extent that it works, and then the creation story of it, the man who right. was uh, impelled to create this dome. Impelled? Compelled? Compelled. Is impelled a word? I think so. It sounds like someone who gets impaled while they're being compelled. All right, I'm going to look this up right now. Okay. To drive or urge forward, press on, incite, or constrain to action. Oh my goodness. He was impelled. The power of aliens impels you. That's an example sentence for you. That's very good. You knew a word that I did not know. High five. Hey, how did you do on the SAT, Ross? I got 1490. Yeah, 1490. 1490. I think I got 1420. So way to go. You're 70 points smarter. (laughs) But I did get an 800 on the English. Oh. So whatever the remainder was. Fancy. Okay. Well, you know. I think I got a perfect math score. Oh, okay. Well, together we're the perfect human. Or or if you take the other halves of us, a normal human. I should have taken it again. But, you know. I've taken it since then. I've taken it as oh. an adult, and then I did extremely well, but I feel like that's cheap. <laughs> right. Well, now there's, like, the, the new version that has the writing portion as well. That's the one I took. But I was teaching SAT. SAT oh, prep. well, yeah, then that's so. relevant. You, know, yeah. you need yeah, to yeah. show you can handle this thing. Right. I've recently been looking at the Raven's IQ tests, mm-hmm. like the ones that aren't tied to culture, aren't supposed to be. They're just, like, patterns, and you choose. Anyways, we are far off the topic. Mm-hmm. We're far, we'll, we'll talk about that some other time, maybe. Yeah, maybe. okay. Integratron. Integratron. 
Which we weren't sure if it was Integratron or Integratron. Oh, I said it has to be Integratron because the other one is just way too awkward. It, it, yours definitely rolled off the tongue better, but every time I looked at it, it looked like Integratron to me. I don't know. And mine why. sounds like another species of Transformers mm-hmm. that is also Which good. Which you had to explain to me. <laughs> yeah, Carrie did not know about the Decepticons <laughs> and the Autobots. Right, I've never seen any Transformers anything. And we could expect that the Integratrons are machines with integrity. You know, you would think, because I have a good friend who's six years old. Or very good at calculating integrals. Yeah. Should I wait? Yeah, no, go ahead. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I have a very good friend who's six and a little boy. And I would think that I should know something about... Yeah. I, I can't even think of the word. About, what are those things called? Transformers. Transformers. But here's the thing. Carrie, my friend, it's more than meets the eye. <laughs> my friend, oh, is that their slogans? Yeah. Yes, it I is. I can tell by your smile. But There's a bunch of people guffawing and hitting themselves <laughs> on the forehead right now. <laughs> but here's the thing. The little boy I babysit, Roan, uh-huh. the six-year-old. Oh, yeah, Roan. Yeah, he's the best. Is he's he so still great. six? Well, yeah, he was five last year. I expected him to be like 12 now or something. <laughs> You've known you... me for like three years. Okay, I don't know. I feel like I've known you forever. <laughs> anyway, Roan, uh-huh. he's, so, he's such an unusual, wonderful little kid. While all his friends were into like Batman or whatever, sure, he was into Les Mis. And that was even before the movie came out. His favorite song was, do you hear the people sing? <laughs> Like for show and tell, he made his mom make a Jean Valjean, no, not no, a Javert costume. Inspector Javert. <laughs> and then he wore it to class and sang that song. Do you hear the people sing? For show and tell. Wow. That's my. That's Whoa, my what a kid. Boy. Yeah, oh, he's the best. It makes me want to see the fugitive. An amazing little gay man. One time, I was having that little conversation with him about how there's different types of families. Mm-hmm. And he was immediately like, Is there a family that has two dads? And I was like, Yeah, sure, there can be two dads. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to be in a family that has two dads. And I was like, Yeah, <laughs> nice. I know. I know, Ron. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's the best. Okay. All right, Integratron. Anyway. <laughs> we know how it's pronounced. We know roughly where it is. So the first thing I did when you told me about this was I followed the link. Right. And then I wanted to see where this thing is located. Mm-hmm. And from our location, at least my house, it was a two and a half hour drive. Yeah, really far. By Google's estimate out into the desert. It felt kind of like going to get baptized as Raelians. It was so far out in the middle of nowhere. So remote. Yeah. And yeah. driving my truck with it's not the greatest transmission I was a little worried about it overheating out there. It was hot. It was hot. But, Definitely getting sweaty. But we got there. Yeah, we after did. After two and a half hours. And so we left, taco. we left early in the morning. You came by at 8.30. And so when we got there, well, first of all, it was beautiful. Like it's in the middle of Joshua yeah. Tree National Forest, which is a Very beautiful picturesque desert forest. Now, I remember the first time I drove through Joshua Tree National Forest, I felt very cheated because they're like, oh, you're in the forest and you're used mm-hmm. to a forest being trees and right. they, they obstruct your vision. Right. But no, Joshua Tree National Forest will have like, oh, look, there's a Joshua Tree. I see it yonder in the distance yeah and, or maybe oh, it's just one. a shim, shim, shimmera chimera chimera. chimera there we go o- oasis 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 what what are you doing oasis all right you're just gonna do that with so every word ways of saying things i don't anyway, know what impelled you I to do that i had never been to yoshua tree oh you before hadn't. okay never. but now i've been all right yeah that's about what it looks like though on a recent trip that my son and i took with brian dunning we went up to the northern part of Death Valley, and there were Joshua trees everywhere. Oh, wow. And like big ones, which I'd never seen before. So then I was like, okay, now this is a forest. Now we're talking. But this time you got gypped. Yeah, this, this I'm sorry, time. You got, that's a yeah, racist phrase. The, the is gypsy, there a better word though? The gypsies are going to be angry. The Romani, Rom- Romani yeah, people. Yeah, you got Romani. Well, that's just worse. 
Let's just drink some more <laughs> on the to, nose. Don't be a Native American you've been, giver. You've been <laughs> cheated. Cheated. Been cheated. Yeah, yeah. There okay. we go. Yeah. Anyway. So we got there. Yes. We uh, absolutely got there. And this and gives you an indication of what we had to do in the car for two and a half hours <laughs> to bide the time. <laughs> right. So we got there. We were greeted by a man wearing a big hat, a big like kind of cowboy hat right. and layers of scarves and a wife us, beater. Who gave us sort of mixed messages about whether we should hurry up or calm down. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> it was a good thing. Uh, like we had made one wrong turn mm-hmm. and luckily caught ourselves and not too long we'd stop for food and so we'd hoped that we'd be there an hour before the show was going to start around noon right and so eleven thirty comes and we're still half an hour off and we're like right. oh crap and there's no reservations right and so carrie called up and thankfully they said oh we'll hold on to two tickets for you right and when we got there the guy was saying you better hurry up right he's like get in there get in there and then as we started like briskly walking toward there he was like settle down take a breath you're here now and i was like what do you what yeah. do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> Walk fast, think slow. Hurry up and slow down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. <laughs> Mixed messages. I right away went to pee and noticed the hammock village. Yeah, there. I didn't see that until the very end of our visit. I wish I'd seen the hammock village earlier. It was pretty rad. I They're have like, a thing for hammocks. Yeah, and, I like hammocks too. And I've only gotten to hammock a few times in my life. I would really like to be in a hammock. <laughs> really like to be in a hammock with a boy. <laughs> it just sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it does. I was just thinking that it, that I've only ever been in a hammock alone, and it seems quite romantic to be. In oh, with yeah, else. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, don't move too fast; you'll fall out. Well, that's true. Right. That's Hurry up true. and slow down. Mm, Touche. Yeah. For some reason, whenever I'm thinking of like the ideal of rest, I do picture myself in oh, a hammock yeah. oh, suspended sure. between two trees. And yeah, they had the. It was called the Hammock Village. Yeah, and there were like eight maybe hammocks. Yeah, just kind of concentrically aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I wish I'd had more time to spend there. Yeah. So. So yeah, you could we, see the Integratron. Uh, from some distance driving up because it's this large white dome rising up out of the desert Mm -hmm. floor. And it's quite pretty. Yeah. Um, If I had not known any better, I would have thought it was a telescope. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So as we walked into another smaller dome where they had the counter to buy your tickets. Right, out in front. They said, oh, you must be Terry. Oh, Terry. Yeah, Terry. Oh, Terry, I never did get it right. Oh, no, it's okay. And then Dave thought it was a boy. Okay. So forty for the two of us. Mm-hmm. Twenty dollars a piece. Right. Because this was going to be a public one. And in this tiny little dome, as soon as you spoke, you could hear it like echoed back. Yeah, the the tiny dome had quite right. the acoustical energy. Dare I say? Yeah. Dare you? I dare. Dare you? And uh, <laughs> this was going to be a public sound bath meaning like m- many people were right. able to get in there they were at full capacity and so it was only twenty dollars and so yeah, we paid which, it you know up. i thought was like sort of cheap for this totally thing. totally especially with how high the demand was uh yeah well no reservations middle of the desert and yet it was all sold out yeah and we felt really bad because we asked this, edge some people out maybe yeah we asked this one gal to take our picture and so she took a picture of us in front of the integratron and then she said oh well, were you able to get in and we had to kind of tell the story where we had called in advance she said but they don't take reservations yeah we were like and oh we, they just kind of took mercy on us because we took a wrong turn and she wasn't able to get in yeah yeah yeah, i felt bad yeah me too but there were three of them and two of us 
they probably aren't wouldn't have shared it with the world. That's the only way I can justify it. Okay. Hopefully they'll hear this show and feel like they were there. Yeah, we should have we should have said you can listen to this later. <laughs> that would have we'll been so pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we're reporters. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we're the worst. So uh, at first there was this line. They had a rope laid out on the ground which is a barrier. You couldn't walk across it. I said, no, wait, we need to clean it all which out. Which was funny because, okay, so someone walks across the rope and the guy who works there is like, wait, 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 do you have a ticket? And he's like, no, I don't. And he's like, okay, you have to go on the other side of the rope. So that guy goes back. And then this other person walks across and he's like, wait, wait, do you have a ticket? And she's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, oh, well, you have to go back until we clean. Well, uh, why did you yeah. even ask if they right. have tickets, Mr. Rope it Guy? Doesn't, it doesn't matter one way or the other. Mm-mm. Yeah, the end result's the same. Drunk with power, Ross. I think so. So we were kind of milling about, and we talked to the guy we'd originally chatted to. We were telling him, well, you know, we're trying to apologize for being you know, so last minute, even though we were uh, half an hour before the show was going to start. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we said, well, we just drove three hours. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, well, I drove from Santa Ana. Which is farther. So for some reason, he drives out in the middle of the desert to volunteer at this place. And he said he like spends the whole weekend there. Interesting. Yeah, it's quite the mecca. Wouldn't be the worst place to As we mentioned, many famous people have come to this. Right. Maybe Howard Hughes. Robert Downey Jr. So we walk into the Integratron. Of course, it's like a completely round room, as you'd expect. They finally let us in, and there's kind of two levels to it. So when you enter the the door. Yeah. And it's all wood paneled, all built out of wood on the inside. It's it's pretty. It's a pretty yeah, little ve- space. Yeah, very beautiful. We took pictures, and there's posters up all around of various kind of spiritual things, and also mm-hmm. of the history of this this place of the Integratron. Mm-hmm. So we looked this up beforehand, and actually, I printed out a bunch of pages from their website. Right, which we read on the way there. And right, had a good time. And you can see all this at integratron.com. It's spelled just like it sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so I printed out a few pages, one on the rejuvenation aspects and one on the history of the Integratron and one on the science of the Integratron. Right. So for the rejuvenation, this is one of the central claims of the Integratron owners. Yes. That originally with its with its original technology that was supposed to go into the building yes. and we'll get into why that was but with its original technology you were supposed to be able to go into this room and it would rejuvenate you so that your cells actually became younger and you could live much longer upwards mm-hmm. of 130 years rejuvenation right but they weren't able to finish that technology And so now it still has a sort of restorative power. It can still heal you of various psychological and physiological things. Right. But but it's not running at full capacity. Exactly. Yeah. So they said, yeah, the final design is supposed to include Tesla coils. Right. And um, six of them. Yeah. And like moving parts and none of that is there. Right. And Ross. Yes. Who gave the designer of the Integratron his instructions? Why that would be the aliens. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. You didn't know that was coming, right? did you? Uh, aliens are involved <laughs> in this one. So they were talking about George Van Tassel, mm-hmm. the gentleman who... Can you hear that name and not think about nipple tassels? You know, my mind went there, and then mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I'm going to will to think about graduation cap tassels. Ah, so good for you. I think of a mortarboard. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But you're still working now on... Now I'm thinking about mortar... But don't they call that, that when you... um 
put your head between someone's boobs and you go blah, 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 or is that motorboarding? That's <laughs> that's motor boating. But, oh, right. That makes more sense. Because of the sound. But see, I'm still just thinking about boobs. <laughs> yeah, it's you ended up where you, you began. Uh, so he is the creator. of, the And the building looks like a big boob. You know what? You're I'm never going to not think about boobs now. Okay. It's all tied in your mind. That's, yep. that's fine. All right. That's fine. So uh, he he was an aeronautics engineer mm-hmm. and uh, worked for Lockheed Douglas and worked alongside Howard Hughes. We should say though that this history that you're reading is right off of their website. We have not fact checked this. Right, totally taking their word for it. Right. And uh, since we're talking about Howard Hughes later on, we were told because we asked like how was he able to fund this? Obviously, this was an expensive venture, and he said that Howard Hughes threw bags of money. That was the description we heard. At Van Tassel. Bags of money at Van Tassel. He was also a leader in the UFO movement. So he was channeling and I guess the UFOs contacted him and said, hey. I think they actually landed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They landed. He was asleep outside in the desert. Oh, right. And they landed and came out and stood at the foot of his hammock. And he thought that it was just a visitor. And he said, how can I help you? And they said know we're we're here to give you these plans because you are the one to help people to be able to talk to their descendants and Mm -hmm. give them more wisdom about how to keep the human race sustainable that's that's right he was meditating under the giant rock so that's a nearby natural landmark Mm -hmm. they have this gigantic rock that's supposed to be like seven stories tall we unfortunately didn't we didn't get a chance to see it but it's supposed to be like one of the largest rocks in existence Mm -hmm. a friend of his had built these rooms underneath it had like i guess burrowed Right. Uh, a cave dwelling underneath the rock. Quite an eccentric character. And, and the history on the website gets lost in this crazy character right. and his run-in with Who the law. Who accidentally gets killed by his own TNT right. that he used to use as a footrest. Yeah, he just saves TNT and has that sitting around. Yeah, like you do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seven-story high, freestanding boulder. Oh, formerly sacred to the Native Americans. Not sacred Everything's anymore. always... Sacred Native American right. stuff with these people. Sure. Well, not these people in particular, but with a lot of these sort of like ethereal claims we encounter, mm-hmm. the Native Americans will be involved. And maybe they are in some cases, but I always kind of think, gosh, if they're not, and you're just sort of co-opting the the mythos around yeah. the Native Americans, that's pretty shady. <laughs> right, totally. So it says here that the Integratron is a machine, a high-voltage electrostatic generator that would supply a broad range of frequencies to recharge the cell structure. Duh. Yeah, Hello. of course, that's what they do. So he began construction on this and it made quite a bit of progress building pretty much what we see today, but then he died suddenly and mysteriously dun, dun, dun. in the late 70s. Every time we heard about this, it there was like tinged with this conspiracy that there right. were government people who would come by and the government tried to buy the land. And the gentleman we talked to at the end, Trevor, said that there were shadowy men. I think he said shadow men. Shadow yeah. men, right. Yeah. And uh, and so I was trying to you know make him sound a little less crazy. I said, oh, like people from the shadowy portion of the government? Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, something like that. So these people shut him down because they didn't want this full thing to be built. Sure. And they kept trying to buy the property from Van Tassel, presumably to shut down the operation. Right. So, okay. We're, we're in the bottom floor. Yes. Right? Of the Integratron. 
Yes. We're told to take off our shoes mm-hmm. and to, to turn our phones off. Right. Which, I mean, if you could get reception out there to begin with, then right. good on you. Good ya. luck to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got a little bit. You didn't get any at all. So everybody, right. if you're going to go to the Integratron, what you want is Verizon. The Integratron does not act as a cell phone booster. Right. I mean, you feel like you're inside of this giant spindle because there's this kind of circular... Or boob. <laughs> there's this circular wooden cylinder in the in the center mm-hmm. and then the, just this big room so yeah we're reading all the little posters and taking pictures and stuff and taking off our shoes and they're okay with that you can take pictures downstairs don't take pictures of people yeah and they said don't take pictures of people because this is like a church a church of the face the human face that's interesting yeah. but yes they did say that yeah so we took off our shoes and we got ready and they're very insistent walk up the stairs one at a time i didn't hear that and when i went up did he stop I, I, you? No, when I went up, I, there was someone else still on the stairs, I'm pretty sure. Oh, no. I know. Well, I think they were pretty, like you say, drunk on power. Like, anytime you'd kind of step outside of one of their little roles, they'd, mm-hmm. like, be very quick to kind of jump Seemed on you. You do that it. to me, but... Not to, not to me, but I saw it happen to other people. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they were telling us not to take pictures upstairs. And so, we climb up these rickety... Oh, did they tell us not to take them upstairs at all? They did. Oh, boy. But everybody was. Okay. And so after everybody else was, I was like, I'm going to go along. I thought he just said, don't take pictures of people's faces, and that's it. I heard him say not to take them upstairs. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I took pictures upstairs. Oh, boy, guys. I screwed this one up. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. We didn't ask about recording equipment, but we had this big microphone that we brought up with us. (laughs) Right. And no one seemed to stop us. Yeah. So I don't know if they recognized it, though. Maybe. That could be it. So uh, we walked up these stairs, and uh, boy, were they creaky stairs. They need to get those things treated, oiled, padded, whatever. I like that sound, though. I don't know. I thought it was uh, nice. Reminded me of like an old church or something. A church of the face? Yeah, church of the face. Yeah, but (laughs) when when we got up there, though, and, you know, we're trying to focus and meditate, then if someone gets on those stairs and I'm sitting right next to them, then I hear that creak, creak, And by sitting, you mean lying completely prostrate. Yes. Mm. And how big is the diameter, Ross? 55 feet. 55 feet. Right. Not that the people we talked to seem to know the word diameter, uh-huh. but 55 feet across. Yep. <laughs> he did eventually get to diameter, but he said like, well, you I know. S- because I said it. Right. And then he said, yeah, like half the radius. <laughs> half the radius. Oh, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I mean, the- it could have just been that he couldn't think of the word, but. Sure. That yeah, happens yeah. to the best of us. Yeah, yeah. But totally. he, at first he said circumference, and we're like, right. you don't mean circumference. You don't mean that. That would be a very tiny room. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, we are tasked immediately with going to get some yoga mats. And we were a little worried because other people were arriving with their own yoga mats. Yeah. Like, uh-oh, we didn't know about that part. I would have been fine sitting on the hard floor. Yeah, me too. Whatever. But they had, but they had them. a bunch of mats and, and some blankets. blankets. And there were already some kind of laid around. They had sort of Native American patterns on mm-hmm. them. The same kind of blankets that you see in yoga class. And so people had already been filling up the center. So we uh, kind of laid on the outskirts mm-hmm. and aligned with our heads pointed towards the center. And I think you had started to kind of lay yeah. sideways. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. You want to align yourself towards your, the center. Yeah, your head toward the center. And I was just trying to get out of the way so people could walk by. But gotcha. you don't want any of that. <laughs> and very, then there were little altars around the room, too. Yes. Right next to me, there was a multicultural altar. A little collection of various tchotchkes from around assorted religions. Yeah. Right. 
But it said that it was left by people who had been influenced by the Integratron and wanted to leave symbols of their own faiths. And yeah, all around the room, there were these little kind of spiritual stations and a place where you could pick up their CDs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But we laid ourselves down and I very quickly realized that I had my head like almost nestled in the very gross looking feet of the guy in front of me. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. So, so, you know, I scooched back a little bit. And then a nice man came and brought us blankets. Yeah, that was very nice. Right. So we had pillows. So we were all comfy at this point. Mm -hmm. And so we all laid down. And Mm -hmm. then a woman began speaking, sitting over in the midst of these quartz bowls. Yeah, like singing bowls. If anybody knows what it's about, a singing bowl is. But instead of made of like copper or metal, these were made of quartz. Yeah. They had told us about the process of making them, the superheating the quartz. It sounded all very impressive. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're very large and formed a circle. And she sat in the midst of them. And she had some sort of... Wand. Yeah. A wand mm-hmm. that she would rub against them to create the sound. Right. So much like, you know, if you have a, a glass and you run your finger along the top mm-hmm. and it goes. Mm-hmm. Right. But this was a much, you know, bigger sound, more amplified than that. Much bigger sound and in a, you know, wooden dome chamber, which echoes the sounds. Resonates quite a bit. Quite effectively. So what I love is as she's beginning to do this, she's telling a little bit about the history. Uh And she's saying, the claim is that he received his instructions from aliens. And I don't know about that. But how else could he know that the human energy field extends 55 feet? And that is the height of the dome. Not the height, the width. I think it's both. Oh, is it? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. This uh, hemisphere is perfectly 55 feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like the human energy field. And Carrie and I looked at each other (laughs) at that moment (laughs) and then quickly looked away (laughs) because the next 45 minutes would not go well if if we were laughing. Yeah, because this is not a thing that's confirmed in any way. Carrie looked it up later. You were able to find some weird website talking about there was like tetrahedrons one, that extend from the groin or something. Right. There was like one random New Age site that said that, yeah, your energy field is 55 feet. But there were, you know, hundreds of other results saying your energy field is all sorts of other things. Wait, was it 55 or was it 54? 55. Okay. Also, she said that she was a cardiac nurse and a big skeptic, she said. That's right. We heard the the word skeptic within, yeah. you know, three minutes of getting up there. Yeah. That was the last we heard of it. So that was interesting. And then she started playing the bowls. Mm-hmm. And she told us that you could nudge people if they started snoring. It's fine to fall asleep. But there's but <laughs> snoring is, you know, really loud. She so. said that's a big problem. Right. And I was actually waiting to hear farting. Yeah. I, hear I was any. thinking about that a lot, too. I was like, at some point, somebody farts. Right. Because, I mean, you can hear everything. If someone whispers on the other side of the room, you can hear Oh, it. yeah. Yeah. These acoustics are pretty impressive. It reminds me of... I went to some government building at some point when I was a kid, like, you know, a a city hall or something. Mm -hmm. But I remember that the rooms were intentionally made round so Mm. that you couldn't whisper, you know, like everything had to be laid out on the table if you were going to say it in the meeting room. Right. It was just like that. Like you, we couldn't say anything secretly to each other. Yeah. The wood was really beautiful and it all built up to the top of this dome, which actually had a hole in the top. Yeah. Like a skylight Mm -hmm. stream in. But open, not. Yeah, glassed. Right. We were told later they do have a cover for it. Right. A hat, they said. (laughs) (laughs) But it was quite lovely in there. It was. And so she starts playing this music. and And I fell asleep within maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, you were out. Yeah. Pretty quickly. 
Uh, not me. I fidget around and stuff and I don't sleep easily, but it was very restful. Mm-hmm. I will say the sound was intense and yeah. almost to the point of discomfort. Sometimes. I felt like certain tones were fine and other ones were like a little harder to stand. But I mean, all of them were fine to me, but there were like some that I was like, okay, that one can stop now. <laughs> right. And there was one that sounded so much like a dial tone that my mind couldn't mm. stop being like, turn off the phone. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, but it would be this building sound, a single note. just going. I was saying later, it did sound like a beached whale was kind of singing yeah, to us. it did. So yeah, we just sat there while she made her music for a long time. She warned us in advance that at some point I'm going to transition to pre-recorded music. Right. And so we just kind of sat there and every now and then I... Laid I'd, there. Yes, laid there. Well, I was going to say every now and then I'd look around and someone would have sat up and they'd be in kind of a, a meditation pose, oh, a yoga okay. pose. Uh-huh. And every now and then someone would stand in the very center because that seemed to be this special place. Right. And they would stretch out majestically. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, Lion I, King pose. I like, oh, I got to do that. Yeah, they were in the, the circle of life. Right. And so, yeah, I, I squirmed and fidgeted a bit more. I was kind of taking different poses. But yeah, you were out. Oh, yeah. There was one point at which I almost kind of nodded off. Yeah. But okay. it was very comfortable. It was nice. Yeah, it was great. It was a great nap. Yeah. <laughs> but then, and I don't remember what exactly made me wake up, but something made me wake up. Probably the creaking of the freaking stairs. Maybe. As people you know, I've been up. noticing this lately that I used to remember the things that wake me up. All right, we'll wait. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I used to always remember, like, everything once I wake up. You know, mm-hmm. I always remember my dreams, and then I remember whatever woke me up. But... Now, I remember my dream, and then I know that I'm awake now, but I can't remember whatever woke me up. Oh, weird. So, like, if someone says, hey, Carrie, it's time to go, I'll wake up and look at them and have no idea what they actually said, though. Oh, weird. Very weird. Anyway, so, I remember waking up, but no idea why. Mm-hmm. And everybody was just starting to sort of filter down, go downstairs, but you and I hung out for a while up yeah, there. Yeah, and, and I was awake the whole time, and I'm pretty sure there was no... Clear, official yeah like ending to this like okay we're all done now uh-huh. you know you can all head back it's just people kind of started milling about and getting up and taking pictures uh-huh. so we eventually followed suit but we were the last ones out of there yeah except for the proprietor so we went and talked to one of the volunteers or something mm-hmm. who seemed to be working there and said so what's the significance of the thing in the center um yeah because everyone's kind of looking up there and like you said doing that that Lion King pose, and he didn't know. You know, he said right. he said, "Well, there's a spike in the Earth's energy field right below 
the building. Yeah. The, and I think he was trying to say it's especially right there at the center, but he didn't quite get there. And that wasn't the first time we had heard that they were making this claim about magnetism. Right. And we heard that even more pointedly later, that there's right. a magnetic spike in that very center point, and that's why it was built on that site. Right. Much like the vortexes in Arizona. Yeah. And and then I kicked myself. Oh, man, I was up there. I could have at least tried to use the compass in my phone. I should have, I know. Should have brought an actual compass. But then on the drive back, all of a sudden, I realized, wait a second. The reason we know that the compass won't actually spin around mm-hmm. is because there's no compass there. If that actually happened anywhere, right. they would have a, a compass. Yeah, it would be a very big deal. Yeah, exactly. And a huge draw yeah. for every scientist in the world. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And they keep talking about the scientists who have visited. Yeah. They, they never name them or anything. But they'll and say, they're always just scientists. No specialty, just scientists. But a scientist came by right. and he said that this is a giant battery. <laughs> what? what does that mean those are words <laughs> where can i plug in my phone <laughs> exactly. what does that mean uh, but but back to this guy who was there yeah. in the building yes yeah, so he he was having kind of trouble i mean to to his credit this might not have been his job to docent the place but right he was having trouble answering our questions we said no problem but you know do you he know referred us to someone to yeah. talk to yeah and he said nancy who owns the place mm-hmm So after we had taken some pictures, we went outside and we tried to find Nancy and we couldn't find her. Yeah, they kept saying, oh, that's Nancy over there in yeah. the, the, pink, <laughs> She's the like pink scarf. We'd walk over there, no one in a pink scarf. Right. And then then we, we got a lady in a scarf, Right, but not a blue pink. scarf. Yeah. Yeah, but then, you know, someone would say, oh, well, she's over that way. And we'd look over the other direction. <laughs> no, what's going on? And then finally, the guy told us that she was busy. <laughs> So we couldn't reach Nancy, but Trevor was willing to talk to us. Yeah, who either worked there or was a volunteer or something, but he knew a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention, we did spend time in the center. You know, we each kind of stood there, and and there was a hatch on the bottom. Right. Like a hole in the very middle of the room, and you could lift up that whole kind of center square, and you'd just be looking down the spindle of that downstairs cylinder. Right, I took a picture of it. Yep. Where could I see that picture, Ross? You'd go to facebook.com slash onrack. Oh, okay. For cool. Ono, Ross, and Carrie. Yeah, check so, it out. Cool pictures we took. A very picturesque, this place. Definitely. So, but Trevor. Yes. We asked him a bunch of questions. We asked him about the center point, and he confirms that it's a spike in the Earth's magnetic field. And, and three mm. underground rivers that cross there. Right. I earnestly was like, I don't really know what a spike in the Earth's magnetic field means. Yeah. It, he was just like, well... You know, scientists have confirmed it. You know, there's magnetism mm-hmm. all over the earth and it spikes here. You're right. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> and you could tell that repeated questions aren't going to get you right. any any farther right. with this guy. He'll just kind of give you more. Right. And to a certain extent, that's fair if you're not a scientist. Sure, sure. sure. But but he will venture explanations. They just right. don't sound like anything that would make sense. So I know one thing that we asked him was about the human energy fields being 55 feet. Yes. And he confirmed that that was true. And again, I said, I don't, I don't really know what that means. What's a human energy field? Yes. And he said, I think he just said like that you're, you know, just basically like energy comes out of you and that's how far it reaches. Yeah. Something something like like that, that. which, you know, is. I think I might have said something about the inverse square law. (laughs) I don't think you know what to do with that. (laughs) Right. Oh, no, I think you just said that to me later. Oh, okay. Electromagnetic radiation, you know, light of any sort weakens at the inverse of the square of the distance. Uh, So very quickly, it loses strength. And for the small amount of energy coursing through us, it does not get very far. It does not does not project out mm-hmm. at long distances and it weakens very quickly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember how we got here, but we also talked to him a little bit about how this, this thing was supposed to restore your health. Mm-hmm. And he said that one of the things it does is help restore the negative ions that leave your body, yes. especially when it's windy out. That's right. And, and here I was surprised, actually, that he would be saying that we need negative ions because they're negative. Mm-hmm. Sounds sure. bad. And right. this is all about positivity. But yeah, apparently we lose negative ions through the wind. Right. And so you pointed out, what about all those lovely people? In Tibet or somewhere just really windy. <laughs> right. Yeah. What, do they, what do they do? And he said, well, there's one thing you can do to stop the negative ions from leaving you, which is... Wear a scarf. Wear a scarf. Sure. There you go. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, what happens if you do lose a lot of negative ions? Do you get sick? And he said, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you came up with it and he liked it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, all right. But apparently you, hey. you lose your negative ions through the neck. Mostly through the neck. And? It's like that whole you can go skiing naked if you have a good cap. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> apparently the Integratron will restore your negative ions. Right. That is one of its benefits. I was kind of sore that day. I was quite sore because I just played circle ball with my Mormon friends mm-hmm. a few days beforehand. So I thought, well, this can be kind of a test. And as we were laying there in the Integratron, I was stretching out and trying to breathe in and focus on those areas. You know, I was trying to give it every possible chance to uh, make me feel better. But at least if you couple all of this with driving two and a half hours to three hours in either direction, mm-hmm. I was still pretty sore and tired at the end mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. That was not a net benefit. Sure. Yeah. Trevor also said to us, you know, you can feel when you're in that room, the restorative powers of it. Hmm. And that wasn't a statement that resonated with me. It was a beautiful room yeah. and relaxing, but I didn't feel it was, it was restored nice. in any supernatural way. It was a nice experience. And I think, except for the distance, Mm-hmm. We would definitely do it again, and I'd go back with the compass. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at least from where we're located, that's it's not worth the travel. Yeah, very, very far for us. But it was cool. Yeah, I, I would, and, and it was super nice people. Yeah, um, totally. And nothing, well, we'll get to the creepiness rating, but I didn't feel, you know, anything that made me feel super weird or out of sorts or anything. It was all pretty friendly and on the up and up, yeah. it felt like. Um, Same here. Yeah, and the alien thing 
was maybe the goofiest, if you will, element of it. But right. even well, that only played in a little bit. I don't know. We heard like every term at some point. Like there were a lot of pseudoscience uh, mm-hmm. explanations floating about. It just seemed anything. Yeah, just throw it in. Native American spirituality, yeah, sure. Aliens, yep, they played a role too. <laughs> right. Human energy fields, you got it. And also say that Native American spirituality is automatically pseudoscientific, but right, right, yeah, but that's the, sort of co-opting. Uh, perhaps the more mystical elements of it. Uh, electromagnetic spikes, yeah, why not? Right. Shadow men from the government. Okay. Sure. Yeah, they're involved in this too. So, all right. <laughs> yeah, it was just a, a swim in all of these explanations. And really, I don't think it needs them. I think right. the only point of all that is to get you to drive out into the middle of the desert. But I think if you had plunked this building in North Hollywood. And, uh, well, that's just it, though. It's not in North Hollywood. So I would actually yeah. argue they do need them because I don't think they would have gotten us out there if it had just been a nice meditation room. Oh, gotcha. All right. Well, maybe just one hour into the desert. <laughs> I don't think we would have gone at all, Ross. Okay. All right, no, fine. I might be wrong. Fine. I might be wrong. Fine. Trevor did tell us at one point that if the building had been completed according to specification. Mm-hmm. He said you'd walk in one room, walk out the other, and be able to live to 130. That'd be nice, I guess. Sure. But it you know, makes you wonder, okay, so what happens there? If you go in when you're 30 and it rejuvenates you, can't rejuvenate you more than 30 years back you'd think Mm -hmm. then if you go in when you're 80 do you still gain all those years you know what i'm saying yeah i it seems like math gets a little funky (laughs) why does it just cap off at 130 are there rollover minutes yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i want to know more about this plan all right maybe we do need to go back (laughs) so carrie hey ross so before you tell me about uh you know what you thought of this Mm mm-hmm I think we've got somebody to thank. Oh, how about some Donois? Let us thank the Donors. Okay, so first of all, this is a lovely woman who I met at QED. Yeah, yeah. Whose name she said to me, because she had donated before, and I was like, oh, great, how do you say your name? And she said it, and now I'm going to screw it up again. She might as well have not said that. I did not. I, I I heard it, and I wanted to make my mouth say those sounds, but I could not do it. Out with it, Carrie Poppy. Joanna Rutuska. Okay. That's I think before we'd said Rutkowska. Yeah, I said, yeah. That's what it would look like from Sweden. Yeah, she's from Sweden. And you got to meet her in person. Yeah, she was lovely. That's great. Thank you, Joanna. All right. And Preston Showoff from Avondale, Arizona. And Martin Dempsey, our old friend from Sweden. Martin Dempsey! Oh, and Harut Markarian from Glendale, California. He and I went to college together. Oh, how oh, nice. College buddy. Sarah Beckham from Tanzania. Repping the Tanzania crowd. Yeah. And Aaron Kelly Stevens from Woodland, California, uh, who didn't want to let his Australian doppelganger, Adam Van Langenberg, put him to shame. So good. You're good job. evenly matched now. We definitely encourage this kind of competition. Rivalries are yes, good. Please. Pick someone on the list, consider them your <laughs> doppelganger, and defeat them. Yes, please. Uh, Daniel Schechter from Spokane Valley, Washington. Daniel. And Nathaniel Miller from Portsmouth, Virginia. Thank you, Nathaniel. And Aaron Couture. Oh. Ooh, from, Couture. How do you say this? Schenectady? Hot Couture. Schenectady? Is that what people say? Oh, yeah. Schenectady? They say Schenectady. 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 Thanks, everybody. Schenect the dots. All right. So, Ross. Yes. Looking back over your experience, what 
What? I wanted to start this just because I'm worried about you getting the creepiness. Rating. Oh, is that how that works? Okay, I go think ahead. So. I think that's how I always end up at the okay. butt end of your, your creepiness. All right, here we go. All right. Carrie. Yes. After this experience uh-huh. of the Integratron right. being doused in its energies mm-hmm. and hearing its sounds, taking a bath, if you will, mm. what would you give your experience at the Integratron on a pseudoscience rating where one is something not at all pseudoscientific. Like some, what? Give me an example. Well, you know, something scientific. Something that's okay. been uh, proven with vast amounts of evidence. Okay. Uh, you know, like well, like evolutionary science. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's a bit extreme. Okay. But, you know, but, we're talking yeah, sure. About, that's, yeah. yeah. Extremes are what uh, right. scale we're setting is for. A scale. Yeah. Exactly. And then on the other side of the scale, we have something just... Completely ridiculous that no one would even say, let alone like try to pretend is supported by okay. evidence. Like you are made of goat sperm. <laughs> okay, that's nuts. Okay, um, boy Ross, I feel like my scale. The more of this stuff we do, the more I'm like, ah, that's <laughs> not that scientific. You what? said aliens came. You say that you can rejuvenate my cells. What's <laughs> a big deal but uh you know if i actually break it down saying that aliens came and talked to you and that you can rejuvenate the human body using sound is pretty nutty so i'm gonna give it a seven yeah yeah it deserves a high value for sure i'm gonna say i'll i'll say all right just because uh, you're my rival at every turn, when they don't even need to, mm-hmm. they they will invoke these uh, mysterious explanations that mm-hmm. sound pseudoscientific. They use sure. kind of scientific sounding language, but kind of belie the fact that the, the speakers do not know of which they speak. Sure. Okay. But Ross. Yes. What would you give this on a pocket drainer value? Mm-hmm. Where one is something not at all pocket draining, like uh, making ice. Mm-hmm. And 10 is something incredibly pocket-draining, like um, you wake up and your mom is rubbing her boobs in your face. No, well, no, <laughs> you cheater. <laughs> the creepy scale is mine. That's <laughs> That has no financial value attached to, to it. And she charges you $8,000 for it. I'm not going to pay. I'm just not going to pay. You're a bad person. Um... <laughs> Well, I'm having such a good time, you guys. Uh, <laughs> making ice out there would have been very expensive. It was quite no, hot. No, touche. Quite hot. Well, you got me there, Blotcher. Mm, 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 <laughs> checkmate. Uh, oh, I'm going to give it a very low score. I know that they had like private sessions that cost more, and you can yeah. rent it for parties and stuff. But hey, this thing's not going to blow a hole in your wallet. Yeah. I'm going to give it a two. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm right down there with you. That's what she said. Because, yeah, I think that they could have charged double that and gotten pretty much the same attendance. We spent more on gas to get there than we did on getting in. Though we also did buy the $15 CD. Yes, we did. Of the lovely whale song generated inside that dome. And we got a, I got a couple stickers. Yeah, $2 for those stickers. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Big money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they must make at least as much on merchandise as they do on tickets. But yeah, um, I agree. A two. Okay. All right, then, Carrie, what would you rate the Integratron on a creepiness scale? Okay. You totally took the wind out of my sails. <laughs> Where one is something not creepy at all. 
like, I don't know, you step outside and there's people waiting with one of those sedans, like those chairs that they pick up for you. And they're like, you know what? We think you're all right. Why don't you sit on this? We're going to carry you around today. It's it's many things, yeah. but it's not creepy. Uh-huh. Okay. And then 10 is something. Inc- yeah. Sorry. Did you call that a sedan? Yeah. That's what it is, like where the... the I never heard it called that. When I hear sedan, pick- I just think of a four-door car. Well, it was trying to allude to, you know, being Cleopatra and having people carry you yeah. around on their shoulders. Okay. There you All go. Right. We're, we're learning new things today. And then 10 is something incredibly creepy, like being buried inside of... Imagine the inverse of that cylinder, you know, reaching mm-hmm. into the ground and you are placed into the cylinder and just kind of packed in there for five hours or maybe more. By myself? Yeah. Or with all those people? No, by yourself. Oh, pretty creepy. Okay. Um, that's a 10? Yeah, we'll call it a 10. A 2. I didn't feel creeped out. Yeah. I mean, I could see why someone would. Like, you're out in the middle of the desert with an, with an otter crowd yeah. of spectators. It mm-hmm. could have been creepy, but these were all, like, pretty average... There were some people. certified hotties there. You know, there's some oh. good-looking people. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just didn't feel very weirded out. So, yeah, I'll give it a two. Okay. Yeah, you're you're right. That's a good point about the crowd. Like, everyone mm-hmm. just seemed really cool and easygoing. Yeah. And they're just doing their thing. Right. Yeah, not creepy at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, some of the imagery they're invoking mm-hmm. might be potentially creepy. But it was just nice and laid back. So, yeah, yeah I'll say, I'll say 1.5. Okay. All right, well, Ross, Hello. what do you think about this whole experience on a danger rating? How scared were you where one is something not at all dangerous, like buying a bookmark, mm-hmm. and 10 is something incredibly dangerous, like using a chainsaw to pluck your eyebrows? Not recommended by mm-hmm. dermatologists. Mm-hmm. No, it's no danger. Maybe in a storm, there were those like metal bars sticking out of the thing. I don't right. know. Maybe you'd have to worry about lightning. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, the only thing that made me ever so slightly worried was that my truck might uh, expire out in the heat there. Oh, uh, right. But nothing at the Integratron itself or in the sound bath that made me fear for anything. So I'm going to say 1.5 on that as well. Yeah, I always get a little worried with healing claims that somebody might think oh, yeah. they're going to get healed of something. Much more serious Something than anything important. I have. Yeah. Hmm. So I always think those are a little dangerous inherently. I didn't see anybody going there for anything that serious. Like they would be, yeah. But I mean, this is one time. So I mean, there's sure. just like, there is that sort of spider web effect of making a claim like that. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a little higher. I'm going to say like a three. Okay. But even like yoga, you know, there'll be some people who like hear about the healing effects of yoga and think oh, great, it might help me with my anxiety. And then there are people right. who hear about the healing effects of yoga and think it'll heal me with my pancreatic cancer. Sure. So you yeah. always get on a get in a sticky wicket there. Fair enough. Uh, you know, authors do dissolve writer's block. That's, there. I mean, and that's the big deal. That's what most of America suffers from extraordinary and claim. needs help with is writer's block. Writer's block. Yep, that was on the it's website. Plugging, it's plugging these United States. We so, rank. Ross, what was your favorite moment? Uh, okay, this is going to sound really sad. Maybe oh, no, true. Ross, I know what your favorite moment was. 
think I do. <laughs> it is but very, go ahead. very trivial, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's just what pops into no, my head. Fine. Maybe it's not if my it was true your favorite. favorite. Then go ahead. I enjoyed the sound bath, but as we were getting ready to leave, yep. okay. So the thought <laughs> you laid in a fucking hammock. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say, it, but I was I I had to put Carrie back in the vehicle, and uh-huh. then I realized, wait, I better go to the bathroom before we leave. Sure. And uh, so I'm walking to the bathroom, and it's occupied, and there's already somebody waiting. So I sit in the hammock. Mm-hmm. And I was just so excited to see a hammock mm-hmm. there. Get to lay in a hammock. It's not something I get to do very yep. often. You talked about it a lot. I'm sorry. No, that's no, my, that's fine. My favorite fine. moment. You liked the hammock. That's great. I'm so glad that we do the show. I'm so glad that we chase after these <laughs> dreams of grandeur. All right, you so know that what? you can lay in a hammock. You that's right, donors. <laughs> Thanks for all your support, Ross laid in a hammock. All right, you know what my second favorite moment was? You falling asleep in the car on the way back. That was pretty good. You were getting a lot of napping in that day. I really was. And then I went home and I went to Sleeping on the job, donors. She was sleeping on the job. They encouraged us to sleep. Anyway. What was your favorite moment? I actually was thinking about when I woke up and you were... Completely awake, and I felt bad. I always feel bad when I've fallen asleep and someone else has to drive because you're just sitting there like, well, so the person's asleep. What do I do? <laughs> and, but you had turned on the CD of weird music, and you're like, I don't know. I just thought I'd see if it affected your sleep. And I just pictured you like, well, and then just pushing the button and looking at me. <laughs> Boom. But I don't know if that was my favorite moment. <laughs> Um, yeah, we did listen to the CD one complete time. It plays like 40 minutes and then it goes back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then after you fell asleep, I figured I'd play it again. See yeah. What, see what happened. I, I think actually that my favorite part was talking to Trevor and yeah, just totally. how like committed and sincere he was with this. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't ashamed. He was just like super straightforward about it. Like, well, yeah, these aliens came and talked to this guy and this is what they said. And uh, it's supposed to have this other technology, but it doesn't. But if it did, you'd be able to live to 130. And anyway, thanks for coming. Totally. You know, just totally. really sincere, just as as normal as telling someone where the bathroom is. Right, yeah. yeah. Really nice, affable guy. And he, he loved that we were into this, too. Right. And that he could tell us. Yeah, I totally liked him. Well, I guess that's it. That's it, it for our show. It was a pretty good day at the Integratron. Yeah, we had a good time. And it, I would recommend it. I, the only thing that would keep me from going back... Uh, would the be, distance. It'd be the distance. So yep. if you just happen to live out in Hesperia, is that the place we drove through? I don't know. If you do, I'm so sorry, though. Uh, yep, that's it for our show. Our executive producer is Ian Kramer, and our producer is Brian Thompson. And our theme music is written by Brian Keith Dalton, the amazing Mr. Deity. Hey, you can see more of his stuff at MrDeity.com if you care to. And be sure to like us on Facebook on Facebook.com forward slash OnRack. That's a good place to talk to us. We're very responsive there. And we post pictures. Hey. Go see the pictures and like hey. us. It'll make us feel good. Hey. Hey. And, and, and Ross. Yo, what yo. if someone's listening to this show uh-huh. and they're like, oh my God, I like this show. And I hope that they get to keep doing more and better investigations. But I, I hear these guys are pretty broke. Uh-huh. What could this person do? They could go to ohnopodcast.com slash forward slash donate. Cool. And uh, we've, got, we've got some expensive things coming up. So thanks for listening. Uh, before we go, Ross. Yes. I think there's something everybody should remember. 